welcome to the episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Joining me today is Wario Will. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, I can finally play that song after this weekend. That was perfect. The perfect, sweet, sweet victory for Team Sweets. And also, happy Amiibo Day release day, everyone, by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> oh, yes, it is an Amiibo release day, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're finally getting Kazuya and Sephiroth. Finally! <laughs> Sephiroth. Da -da, da -da. Also, shout out to the Kenny Omega for doing the Sephiroth entrance at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> right, right, that's it. That, that, that was, too. I should have mentioned it last week, but I forgot, but it, it was so dang epic, and, you know, Kenny Omega is a big Final Fantasy and gaming fan in general, and he came out in Sephiroth garb, had the Blackwing on the Megatron screen with the actual Sephiroth theme as his walkout music. You do not get much more epic than that. No. I wonder how much you had to pay for it to Square Enix to use that, I wonder. <laughs> they gave it to him for free will, because they understand the greatness of... Okay, he probably had to pay for it. But <laughs> I, I would, I mean, the licensing fee, so... I, I don't think it'd be too much, but then again, Kenny can afford it, trust me. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> okay, he's Kenny, by God, Omega! Alright, uh... But yeah, Sephiroth and Kazi are out today. So, that's, so if you are a collector, I don't know if you know someone who's a collector. Will! So, just say. Hope you're enjoying <laughs> that. And also here is Skull Kid Scott. Yes, though I'm still just waiting on the Sora Amoeba. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, the yes, one, there's right? also that too. There should be, too. unless they're making, I guess, well, I mean, they already are doing reproductions of some ones, but yes, it should be the last one. I mean, again, we are, we're still waiting for the Pyramidra Amiibo, but they'll be coming out after this one, so we're That's still waiting weird. for those, and then we get that. That's weird that they're coming out later, but maybe it's because they're duels? I don't know. Yeah. So. Alright. Unlike last week, we're going to have a much more standard show for you today. So, uh, with regular topics, regular format, so no overloads and no drafts and whatever. <laughs> Although, uh, I, I was, I, I'm pretty sure none of us have had any points scored in the last week, but you never know. <laughs> I haven't. So something could have happened. I'm keeping an eye on one possible points, maybe. <laughs> yeah. See, what I, should, what I should have done, based on a news story we'll do later, is uh, false rumors happening really quickly. Oh, so close was I. <laughs> I. I could have easily been on the board. But anyway, yes, we're going to have a regular show for you today. And of course, we're going to start off with what have you been playing? Persona 5 Royal. Still. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> okay, now, again, I, I, I probably would be farther in this game if I didn't have so much work. Like, I have not touched the game as of yet today. But uh, I will eventually, hopefully, possibly. My, uh. I, I'm. I am deep in this game. Like I am pretty sure it's the seventy hour mark. <laughs> okay, okay. Nice. Okay, right, Only right. thirty more to go. No. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, I mean I'm in I'm in November. Don't tell me when the what month it ends in. I know we could I know we go at least to late December, but uh yeah, I am deep in this game and I am I'm not stressing about things, but I am trying my hardest to get as much done with like the relationships and mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm I'm 
trying i'm using the fortune teller to boost my fin my uh, affinities with everybody so i can get them because i hate it when it goes hey want to hang out and i go yeah and i go oh you don't i don't think my bond I'm like screw you <laughs> i had three people call me i went to every single one of them and it goes i don't think my bond is yada yada, yada. like gosh dang it man how is this mm. my fault like, okay like seriously how is this my fault but uh yeah, I am trying my hardest to uh, make it through the game. I have until next Friday, like a week from Friday, or if you're listening, it's on Friday, a week, to get through this game so I can get to Fire Emblem Engage. I mm -hmm. don't know if I'm going to make it. Yeah, Even it's... Every weekend, I do not know if I... And I think it'd be that free because I have football to watch, so... Ah, uh, uh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. It's Super Wild Card Weekend, Will! <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, this game is so engaging where I can literally not do any battle for hours, and I don't care. Because <laughs> I'm focused on, you know, getting the next rank with my personas. I've spent, at times, like, 15, 20 minutes debating what personas to fuse. Um, ah, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Whether it's regular fusion or network fusion or or something in between. And, and like, okay, if I go for this one, how's it going to help? Okay, I don't want to lose this persona because I already have that rank. Oh, I'm already maxed out rank with them. I don't need that the devil one anymore. And it's like, okay, then I'm trying to work it. I try and get like a bunch of mementos missions so I could get like get it all done in one. Yeah, round. yeah, that's pretty much how you want to do it. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. But it's like I'm trying my hardest to like figure all this out and get like have all the time to make it all work. And it's. Then the next thing I know, I've already played it for like two hours. I have to, I have to go back to work and go to bed. I'm like, why? Why must yeah, I be an adult? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and remember, I played it for 40 hours in a week during my uh, break week on Christmas to New Year's, and I miss it so much. Yep. Yeah, we miss the holidays. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and then I've been playing, of course, been playing Fire Emblem Heroes, and I don't like this, but they did like a tempest trial again like oh right 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 like a few mm -hmm. days after the last one ended they're like i just got done with you <laughs> why why do i need to do this again right 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 it's like yeah just they did it and like now this one is like the um, the, the I, I forgot the event but basically like something similar to the plaguey event but basically now we have um another form of soren i think young soren uh, so another one another one yeah 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 so this one is definitely Personally, for me, it's definitely an easy skip. Like, sure, we get um, uh, uh another uh Byleth forms, which is kind of odd. Of course, Nino, um, uh, Ursula. Ursula, yeah, those two. Too, so, eh, yeah, yeah, not, not nothing too to stress over about. Yeah, right, nothing to stress over about. Right, sure, will. No. For honestly, the skills itself, like if you look at the skills of Ursula and everyone else, like it's not really go all going i mean it's not like uh i don't know back in a uh, dual asker like, asker is just is an absolute beast wow this one's like meh 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 not even service can save it did you hear that scott if we look at their skills <laughs> yes because that's totally what people are going to look at will their skills there are those and the, the here and here again that that <laughs> is just, just that and that uh-huh uh-huh that's totally what's gonna sell people uh-huh <laughs> All right, how about you, Scott? What have you been playing? So I've been mainly playing Neptunia and, uh, well, I started the One Piece Odyssey demo. Uh, 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 okay. Okay. Which I am really excited um, when I actually get the full game. Because the demo look, is really fun, and I do like the gameplay, and the reviews basically 
in my mind, it seems similar to how Chain of Memories is presented. <laughs> um, in Kingdom Hearts, like where you have the island that take that you're in that you go through to go to various like memory realms that are like the memorial is what they call it. And you basically get to experience a lot of the parts from the series in a different type of fashion for similar reasons why it's different in Chain of Memories, where they do the mantra of not everybody remembers the same things the same kind of a deal. Mm. And so I'm excited to see how, because they do say that there are lots of things that do change in the world, but they'll have like little recaps of things that are important to remember from the arcs that you get to basically go into. And I'm excited to see how they differ and change and how that works with the mechanics. And it's probably one of the best explanations that I've seen in an RPG of why your characters aren't super strong like they should be. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like most JRPGs, whatever they have, like, oh, these guys are super powerful. They have to, like, somehow make it so they're not super powerful. So they'll throw in some random thing that doesn't make any sense. But they do it as a narrative reason, which I think is probably one of the better things. It's similar to, I'd say, like how usually a Metroid game can do it. Oh, where you just like okay. somehow lose all your powers and abilities, but you have to get them back in this location kind of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I, I was I, I'm not I have never watched One Piece. I, of course, know of it. I mean, how could you not? Everybody um, knows of One Piece. They just know that if they don't the One really Piece is real. It. <laughs> the One Piece is real. <laughs> Uh, I I know most of most of my One Piece lore I know because of Death Battle. Not surprisingly, <laughs> that that's very shocking. <laughs> oh no, yeah. I mean that Port Castillas and Zoro and Sanji. So yeah, no, I, I I know enough. And of course, Monkey D. Luffy, who has not been in Death Battle, whose matchups currently are Mister Fantastic or Plastic Man. Okay, that's interesting. Mm, <laughs> I think Luffy will probably can take them on. <laughs> you think? So, uh, but I know that I remember seeing Odyssey and I was like, oh yeah, they end up on an island that's mysterious. Ooh. And then it's like, no, you're going to be reliving some of these arcs. I'm like, okay. And then they go, oh, but you're reliving the arcs with the knowledge that you already have. I'm like, uh-huh. So, <laughs> I mean, there's only like so many ways you can do, you can go that story and clearly it's not going to affect the canon because it would be impossible. no not at all but it's like no. it's almost like wish fulfillment like what if we could <laughs> save ace from dying instead of right ace. right right Spoiler. even though this is indeed pended by itro uh, itro himself yeah it is all yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 see that that, that that actually thing adds to it that it's being you know written by one of the guys behind the actual anime or manga the original Mangaka, yeah, Oda Sensei, yeah. Oda Sensei. So, <laughs> I do not know all the names, Will. The only one I know of is Well, excuse one. me, Dios. <laughs> all I know, the ones I know is Toriyama, because of Dragon Ball, and one. Because that's his name. <laughs> <It's one. laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, so are you, did you enjoy the demo? Yes, I did enjoy it a lot. I do like actually how they did the at least the first dungeon layout. And from the reviews, I hear that the dungeons do seem to keep going through the more interesting. It's not like the dungeons themselves are kind of linear, but they give you a lot of like areas to explore that you wouldn't necessarily see. So you get a lot more exploration in these dungeons. Mm. And even like when the first dungeon in the demo, there's things that you easily miss because um by the end of the dungeon you get your abilities back or at least some of your abilities back and you have to somehow get your way back to the beginning of the dungeon but there is so many things that 
you now have access to because you can have Luffy stretch again. Uh, uh, but okay. yeah, in the very beginning in the game, Luffy forgets how to stretch. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, that's okay then. <laughs> Because um, so the uh, reason why all these characters lose their abilities is because the new character in the game, Lim, has an ability that she can take away abilities and then turn them into like cubes and then throw them all over the islands or throw them wherever she wants. Basically, she just decides to throw them all over the islands because the islands are dangerous. That's kind of random. And so the characters have to get their abilities back by traversing through the dungeon. That leads them to the memory cubes that then allows them to get their memories and their abilities back. And so after the first dungeon, um, most of the people get their basic abilities back, like Luffy stretches and uh, Usopp's ability to fire well <laughs> with a slingshot. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. I just want to note that her ability is I make things into cubes that I can put anything. I can put them wherever I want. That's not plot convenient at all. I, mean, I don't want to judge, but it's kind of hard not to. I think it's just hilarious. because she So she does this with the intention of basically having all the pirates that journey to this island to die. Because <laughs> uh -huh. she does it like pirates. So she just, you know, what's the easiest way to make pirates die? I steal their abilities, their ability to do anything. And then I just chuck them on the other side of the island that they have to find. And if they find it, good job. If they don't, they're dead. <laughs> huh. I mean, okay. Let's just, I just hope that's not going to be a pain in the butt as you go on. Because, like, <laughs> oh, I could totally beat this guy if I could go fifth gear Luffy, but I don't have the fifth gear Luffy, now do I? I don't know how to do that anymore. I need to just forget how to stretch. I don't know. <laughs> Weird thing to forget. <laughs> Wait a minute, I can't breathe! I didn't take that ability, you idiot. Okay. <laughs> Alright, Will, how about you? I mean, nothing really new aside from, yes, we uh, we attended the Splatfest, and again, Team Sweet won. And I'm just kind of interested in uh, interesting seeing the stats, because again, the fact that the majority of people have voted for Team Sweet, and if I recall correctly, I think it's like 50, yeah, uh, the vote itself is 56.84% voted for Sweets. Which is okay. <laughs> Should have expected that, but holy moly, majority vote. And then yeah, the con votes. Uh, yeah, many majority. Uh, thirty four percent. And of course, the op the, the three main leagues of uh, open, pro, and of course the tricolor battle is like, yeah, that's where things got a little interesting because um, in the open like it is like the basic. Uh, I think uh, fit, yeah, each of each of the the, the clout battles is like fifteen points each. So yeah, uh, C3's got the open pro went to sour, but the tricolor went to spicy. So barely, barely, yeah, <laughs> which is like quite surprising. It, the tricolor problem was like margin to margin. It was really neck and neck. So yeah, and thankfully the 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 bows, the conchos, as well as the open definitely help uh, manage to get the majority for um team sweets, and therefore f finally uh Fry wants her first Splatfest. So yep, currently everyone now has at least one Splatfest under their belts. So yeah, just like I'm glad to hear, got the the concha, um your uh, reward for the from the Splatfest, and yeah, just. 
<laughs> yeah, this platform was definitely quite something, especially I actually finally won a hundred times battle, which if, if you could look up on Twitter, on, on Twitter, Splat, uh, Splatoon or anywhere else, you, you know, it's like if you do win these 100 times battles or three, uh, 333 times battles, you do actually go on the floats. So uh, yeah, you can actually do some selfie pics with, with your team as well as with them uh, off. Uh, yeah. Yeah, off the hook. So it, it's gonna be quite something good bragging rights, and yeah, it just felt nice. So yeah, finding winning those one hundred time battles. So yeah, uh, just been doing on that. Uh, uh, anything else wise? I mean, pretty much <laughs> Splatoon Three's more or less got, got my hook, got his hooks on me again. And uh, so yeah, just continuing on to getting conchos. Um, yeah, final number of heroes. It's just basically grinding here and there. I mean, not, nothing new aside from like this. Uh, Eh, and a mad banner in my opinion so just that um and i'm also kind of like just continuing uh playing religiously my other gotcha which is a nikkei goddess of victory and yeah there's this a new event that's happening right now so uh yeah yeah surprisingly enough i actually got a magic featured character in one poll so that's kind of that nice. again that's got nikkei goddess of victory <laughs> so if you know that, yeah, Scott, you know that game. So I, I, I was spared from our dear host. But yeah, so <laughs> thankfully I got the, um, yeah, the, the banner poll from theirs. Until the next one, or just like, I don't know, get those rainbow tickets to get uh, maybe pull for Moderna one more time, just because, again, it's Moderna. Uh, Use that luck. that, <laughs> yeah, thankfully, thankfully. Uh, but aside from that, um, yeah, just currently just getting ready to, yeah, once um, this podcast is currently out, I will be um, go, going to Nintendo NYC to, to pick up this set of Amiibo of Kazuya and Sephiroth and maybe get buy extra Sephiroth, uh, just because, again, <laughs> I actually have two Cloud Amiibo, technically three Cloud Amiibos, two uh, Advent Children and one the original, so I'll probably get one more Sephiroth <laughs> just for this collection, because, again, you never know, you never know what collectors going on that, I know, I, I, yes, I'm a stinker, I mean. That. So that, of course, I'm actually getting ready for um, one being my trip to Malaysia next week, Friday. So I'll be flying on Friday next next week, and uh, I will be getting a final engaged. Hopefully, the um, uh, Nintendo NY does sell the special edition of it. So I'll probably be stopping before I fly off to actually try final engaged. Maybe that alongside with also tanking the backlog of the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and all that, yada, 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 yes, yes, Maybe yes, you'll actually sorry. finish it. <laughs> it is definitely becoming a tradition. It is definitely becoming a tradition. Let's not get our hopes up. I mean, <laughs> expectations are a big part of our podcast tonight, and you, so let's not, let's not go too far. I remember now, uh, there was something I wanted to talk about. Like a boss fight that I want to talk about. Boss fight that I hate with all my soul. If you guys recall, a certain Discord conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so in Persona 5 Royal, one of the things that I love is that every palace that you go to has a different feel to it. Not just aesthetically, but how you play it. Yes, there are certain things you have to keep doing, like get the passage to the treasure or find the will seeds if you want. Uh, I do completionist in this case. Uh, and the boss fights all play different. And I love that because one of the things that RPG sometimes does is that, you know, it's this, hey, go to an area, fight a boss. They might be a little stronger than the last one, then move on. But in this case, all the bosses play differently and you have to sometimes adapt to certain situations so that you can overcome. I approve of that. I do not approve of the boss I had to fight in, Har in Haru's father's castle, the Ohumura castle or palace, whatever. So the first thing is it had a 30 minute time limit. Like, okay. 
I, I, I'm pretty sure my other one took like 15, 20 minutes. I can do that. Oh, no. You have a 30-minute time limit, and you have to fight five, no, six, seven, seven different waves of enemies. And the only way for you to beat them is to exploit their weaknesses and then wipe, uh, with the exception of like the first wave or two, uh, wipe them all out at once. So if you wipe out three of them, and one of them has literally one HP left, it will run away, and then it'll restock, and then you have to fight them the whole wave over again. While the clock is ticking, while the while the Omhumura is giving stat boosts and making them even harder to kill. So if you're not at the right level, if you aren't, if you do not have the right team combination, if you do not have the right persona to exploit all these weaknesses, you are royally effed. And as Scott told me, they actually made this boss harder in Persona 5 Royal. Yep. Screw you, Atlas. Because <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> here's my situation. I was I was at a good level. I was at like 42, 43. And that's about where the bosses were. And so I was perfectly fine. I had the Personas to do decent damage, but I didn't have enough of one kind to do heavy enough damage. This was Wave 5. And so I... Lost the match. It's like okay, fine. So I went back and I went to the uh, the prison, uh, Igor's room, the Velvet Room, Velvet Room. And so I'm trying to make a new persona, and I'm using Network Fusion. And I had to. I only had one or two personas that could give me a, a better persona, but I was almost always limited by what I could get because I wasn't a high enough level, which seems to always happen to me. <laughs> I, that that what persona that I want is like one or two levels higher. So I am like literally going round after round after round, and I lose and I lose and I lose, and so I have to start over. And I, and I, of course, I just exit the game that way. I don't lose any of my items, and just start over, try a fusion again, go back. And I did this boss fight like eight times, if not more. I know it was at least eight because I did it for like three hours straight on Saturday night, then two time, two or three times on Sunday afternoon. No. <laughs> Just no. Like, this is like... Mm. I understand what they were trying to do here. I do. And the idea of like fighting the waves of enemies was unique. But when you're forcing the players to have a specific lineup of characters and persona just to beat the bosses... And I used a guide! Okay, I was trying, I was willing to cheat on this one because I did not want to have to go through the cycle of, okay, fire doesn't work, ice doesn't work, light doesn't work, curse doesn't work, oh, wind works, okay, fine. I was not doing this. I had a guide, I had like that guide memorized about what each wave was weak to. And it still took me forever, like hours and hours and hours. I'm at almost 70 hours right now, but I'm actually more close to 80 if you count all the times that I lost that boss fight. All the <laughs> near 30 minute runs every single time. And that ticks me off because up to this point, the game gives you total freedom on how to assemble your team, how to, uh, you know, what personas to get, you know, the level you should typically be at. I, I have never had to grind in this game. Never. I, I mean, even when I go to Mementos, I willingly fight the creatures just because it gets me XP and money, which I know I'm going to be blowing through because of upgrades and other stuff that I buy. Like a eighty thousand dollar ring for my uh, now teacher girlfriend. Can we can we talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> I, you I want mean, to. <laughs> I mean, it's just like I saw I saw a quote from an actress, and it was she was part of the show. I don't remember what show it was, and it goes: the writers are trying to exploit their fantasies, which is I totally believe that. 
And no, I mean, I really, I believe that. And she goes, goes like they wrote how these teachers are trying to date students, and like that just wouldn't happen. And ninety nine percent of the time, I agree that wouldn't happen. And then here in Persona Five, I have like two adults I can date. And it's specifically stated that I'm under 18, and they say that I'm a minor, and that it could e easily get in trouble with us. But hey, screw it, we're in love, so whatever. I'm like, ah! <laughs> and of just course, that it no. is the running gag of Persona, like, but that's the best part. <laughs> yeah. What? And then I, I got to the, I got to this one uh, rank with my, the fortune teller, and she goes, "Do you have a thing for for older women?" And one of the responses, "Heck yeah, I do." <laughs> anyway, but getting back to the boss fight i didn't i really hated it and i was fuming because i was like okay one or two tries and i'll get this no it was four tries five tries six tries and at the same time always trying to get that that persona to get me that boost and then this one time i thought i had the perfect persona to get through and then joker dies which of course that's an instant game over which sucks yep. and so I, I lost everything i had to go all the way back and i was just i was fuming i don't mind tough boss fights but when the whole point of the boss fight is that you're tricked into assembling. Okay, my go-to team is Ryuji, Makoto, Joker, and An. I I have a good balance with them. I have a good coverage of elements. I got good HP, good SP, whole nine yards. For this boss fight, I had to swap out uh, to get uh 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 dang it uh, Morgana and Haru, who I barely use, and so I didn't have the right yeah. weapons for them. <clears throat> Because I I was in the infiltration phase or sorry the boss fight phase I couldn't go back out and like get better equipment for them so I was kind of stuck with the equipment they had so they weren't as strong as possibly they could have been or had higher defense than they could have been and that felt like punishment like oh you didn't upgrade all your characters well that's a problem <laughs> so like yeah <laughs> so again I still love the game but like that was my biggest frustration by far. If I had reviewed this game, I'm not doing a like years late review for the Switch. It's it's great, just go buy it. But this would reinforce my 4.5 out of 5 that I am at. I mean, it's really close to perfect, but there's like these little things that do hold it back, and that would be the biggest thing. Like this boss fight sucks. Yes, it goes. It just goes against the grain. Like okay, the second boss fight is a painting. But you have to knock out all the paintings in one round, otherwise they, they heal. That's fine. That's just planning strategy to make sure you can eliminate this one group of enemies in one shot or so. I was fine with that. This is, no, you have to do is wave after wave after wave, and if you fail, you have to start all over again, even though you're losing health, losing SP, losing items. It, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. So... If I do play Persona 5 Royal again, which will be a massive commitment on my part because of all the time I'm already spending on this game, I will make sure that I am like over-leveled, super stocked on Personas, super stocked on items, so that I never have to go through this crap again, alright? Bad. <laughs> bad game, bad! <laughs> Don't forget to use all your incenses. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's the other thing is I ha I like they said, oh, you need to use baptismal water like all the time. I had two! <laughs> and that's another punishment i'm getting punished because i don't have enough of this item that I, a i didn't use before this battle a, I, a b i can only get in mementos if i recall correctly and c i have to use it or else i'm gonna have to work even harder to having to beat these bosses like that's punishment that's like oh you didn't get this one very specific item that okay in mementos there is a boss fight that you cannot win because you do not have a certain skill and so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, so what happens is you fight, you lose, 
you, well, you don't lose, but you, you, you get to a stalemate, and then you back out of mementos, and you have to go meet this new character who can teach you a new skill that helps you beat the bad guy. That's fine, because that's a plot-based thing, where, oh, okay, I can't beat A until I meet B and get the tactic C to use on A. That's progression. That's fine. I liked that. That was funny. And that kid, the king kid is, you know... <laughs> King is great. Yeah, he's he's very reminiscent of teens and our young kids and teens in our culture. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh yeah, he's just that was fine. But this was just if you didn't have like these personas and this items, you're just gonna struggle all the time, like stop. Just stop it. Okay. Venting over. <laughs> I feel better a little. So uh, all right, now let's go to the news because we had some very interesting things happening across the Nintendo verse. So we actually have news. Yeah, we do. That worked to our favor because of the benefit, but because of the topics, but whatever. Uh, so it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first, the Splatfest. Will, take it away. Again. <laughs> so just a quick recap again team sweet has officially won fry finally gets a, a victory under its belt and yeah just the, the stat itself again just listen just rewind this podcast a little bit before and then yeah basically great stats all around so yep everyone gets a uh, victory and now we only have to wait for the next flat fast topic because and hopefully it'd be better than this basic topic <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, basically. yeah hopefully it's not this one-sided in topics <laughs> Yes, yes. Like, I mean, I, I thought that I, there would be a bit more votes into the Steam Spicy or Sour, but I didn't expect, like, a, a majority landslide vote for Team Sweets. <laughs> I, I kind of did, though. I, I really kind of did, because it's like, it's Sweets. Like, I mean, even, even when we did our Sell It and Splat thing, we all admitted that we were, we were all Team Sweets, even though we, we argued for other ones. It's because most people enjoy Sweets. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. You want to talk mm-hmm. about basic? That's like basic instinct. All right? Yeah. That's, that's Michael <laughs> Douglas level of basic instinct, ladies and gentlemen. I think like two people got that joke. <laughs> I know. I'm, again, I'm showing my age, but I'll, I will. I shall. I shall endure. So, okay. Uh, because of the the persona boss fight, I did not get to play the Splatfest as much as I wanted to. I did get to play. I got to play for a few hours, but because of that boss fight taking up all my time, I was more focused on getting through that boss fight because I knew I could not relax until i that that devil of a boss fight was done so sadly this is now i'm gonna call it one and a half splat fest i have not been able to get invested in so woe is me but i shall again i shall endure (laughs) how how many hours do you think you put into it scott i only probably put in about three hours to splat fest this time (laughs) and only uh, I was only intending to put two, but I actually had a friend who started Splatoon last weekend and wanted to uh... <laughs> wanted someone to help understand what the heck they're supposed to do. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Uh, and again, thankfully, the Splatoon fours are, are very easy to get through. So there's that. I mean, surprisingly enough, I actually managed going. I think my last I recall, us uh, I was at a ruler rank plus six, even though I did I attended the, the Distant World concert for Final Fantasy, which again, meeting uh, Riki and Yokoshima Mora is just like. Bang! It was really awesome. So I still managed to get a Splatfest in, 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 in when I can. <laughs> See, I, just, I just want to note something, ladies and gentlemen. When Will does a Splatfest, Will does a Splatfest. Like, he was just casually like, oh, yeah, I think I still got to Ruler plus six. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Yeah, it's like I, I tried to get to Ruler or, or King when it was the last one. 
Like, I, I was like, oh, yeah, try and get to king or try and get to champion, you know, try and get to them high levels. And Will's like, oh, yeah, I got to ruler plus six. It was ironic, oddly and easy. I mean, maybe just because it was a majority vote and, like, I, I actually had plenty of times I had a re uh, same team matchups, unfortunately. Yeah, but, we yeah had, a lot, had a lot of same team matchups, too. Yeah, I had one. I ha I remember having one. It was like, really? I... I had that. I had a slave team. Oh, did you see the new thing that they did where they put like the little banners to show what the <laughs> team care what team you're facing? I yep. That, that was nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. A nice little addition. So Right, right, right. So it's just yeah, just like the the, the definitely they improved upon the, the improvement as well. It's like I finally get to play we finally get to play a tricolor turf war, so that that's that change. I think it's it's a, a nice improvement to say the least. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And always and they're I think they're going to do Splatfest, then Big Run, then Splatfest, you know, rotation, which means that we're going to have, potentially, the content go much longer than we usually do. Because mm -hmm. isn't it usually like 18 months? So this could last for years now. Uh, right, right, right. Potentially. So, yeah. mm -hmm. so potentially, possibly, hopefully, anyway. Uh, all right, next up, uh, okay, Pokemon. We have multiple news on this front. The first one is that the Pokemon Company released a very very special video it details and chronicles all and i do mean all 1008 pokemon that exist in our well technically our world but mainly their world so yeah definitely did not see that coming and it, it, have you guys seen the video did you guys watch it i watched i have it. not okay. <clears throat> okay it is eight minutes long but it will fly by i assure you and i'm not gonna lie i'm a bit emotional <laughs> <laughs> just a little <laughs> just a little well it was just like it was just like the 25 years video remember that one yep Pokemon 25 where they like showed like the games the, the cards the 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 accessories the gadgets all that stuff and i'm like i'm i'm crying because i'm like yes i remember all of this well i had that same feeling because it's like oh yeah i love this generation they, they started off with the with the first eight generations of starters and then they go to like the bug pokemon the bird pokemon the cave pokemon the the, the water pokemon and it just keeps, it just slowly grows and you're watching the numbers get higher and higher. And, and I'm like, I lived through all of this, you know, and I, I'm not like some people who have only played like some generations of Pokemon. <laughs> I am a lifer, baby. I have seen all 1008 and they're showing, you know, the regional variants and Hisui Pokemon, and the ultra beasts. And it's just, it's just going and going and going. And I'm just, I'm feeling it. I don't. I'm feeling it deep in my soul, and I'm tearing up when I'm seeing like some of my favorites. And then they showed off this art that I'm pretty sure was only from the Japanese version of the games, uh, like Pokemon Green. Okay, okay, okay. The yeah, sprites yeah. did not look like how I remember them. And I'm like, is this just is this the Japanese version of the games? Like, is this why they look so different? And it was just it was a it was a treat. It was an experience. That's that's the best way I can define it. And uh, we I learned some very interesting things off of that, and then I learned one very horrifying thing off of that. Scott, would you like to take it? It's official that Godango is number one thousand in the national Pokédex. Yep, which means Gimme Ghoul is number nine ninety nine. Yep. Get it? Because <clears throat> you need nine hundred ninety nine coins to make it evolve. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> clever. Almost. Almost clever. Almost. Like no, it's really not that clever at all. But I want to know. I want an explanation. 
I, I I do not want that to be number one thousand, but I understand why they would put it there. No, I I did I deny that. I deny. I mean, it's allegedly clever, but I remember the backlash when that what's it called again? The evolved form. And Goldango. Yeah, Goldango. I remember the backlash when Goldango was first unveiled because no one understood what Gimme Ghoul's gimmick was. Ahaha. Ah, ah. And then it was like, I remember a Twitch streamer. He's like, okay, okay, I finally got this. We're gonna, we're gonna finally get the, uh, the evolution. I can't wait to see what it is. And then he gets Goldango, and he like has the wildest reaction and like the, oh my gosh, why is this the reveal <laughs> way? And I'm like, yeah, that feels accurate because like I feel cheated because you, you get, you have to struggle for so long to get 999 coins to get the. Uh, Cinnamon is the Winamon mascot from Applejacks. The really? worst thing, too, is he's actually good. Really? <laughs> really? I think he has the highest special attack stat in the game. That's just horrifying, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is just horrifying. So, but yes, that is the that 1,000 Pokemon is Goldango. Sure, Jan. Still not going to put a Goldango on my team, though. I don't care how good it is. Yeah, I, I, I am putting him on my team. He on my squad. He my gang. All right. Just... It's like, no, sir. Not me. All right. Uh, but yes, definitely go and watch it. it they, you could tell they put a lot of effort into it, and I really appreciate that. I mean, they, they, don't, just, they don't just show, like, the random. They don't just show, like, the official art. They show you, you know, past generations, official art, 3D art, 2D art, the Japanese art. They, they show it all, and it's really really worth your time and watch so definitely go again it's eight minutes but it'll fly by i promise you so go check that out uh and then uh alongside this announcement the pokemon company revealed that the next update for the game is coming in february according to them it will uh have bug fixes and added functionality what kind whatever of that could mean whatever that could mean. <laughs> yeah so uh th that was the big question is what the heck does that mean so here are my theories theory number one is pokemon home that they said originally that this would not be available for uh uh scarlet and violet until spring 2023 however maybe things have changed weirder things have happened so maybe that's it uh, option number two, they're getting ready to announce potential DLC and thus want to make sure the game is compatible for when the DLC shows up. Yep. Also possible. So, or option C, I have no idea. They'll, they'll, they'll surprise us with something because just the phrasing of it is weird. Added functionality. What could that mean? I don't know! So, but again, that'll be coming in February. There's no precise date yet, so be ready. Okay. All right. Next up, we have uh, sales data from uh, Japan, and it is it is actually really interesting news because, not surprisingly, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet was the best-selling game in Japan in 2022, despite only being out six weeks. <laughs> it's almost like people liked the game huh Perish, you don't say yeah. i mean the idea the, the, audacity, the, the concept someone likes 
Pokemon games. Wow, I mean, it's almost as if Pokemon Scarlet and Violet was the biggest Nintendo launch in history. <laughs> Surely not. Okay, all kidding aside. Um, it, it had 4.3 million sales combined. Okay, so Scarlet and Violet across the two versions. And then number two was Splatoon. Not surprising. It had 3.6 million, which is awesome. And then the next game was Arceus, which I thought was entertaining, at 2.3 million. Now listen to the drop between three and four, okay? And remember, this is all year full console sales. I, I, I don't, I think digital is included. I think, I, I would hope so. But so number three was 2.3 million. Number four is Kirby and the Forgotten Land, 969,000. <laughs> Hasn't even breached the million mark yet. In, in Japan. <clears throat> yes, in Japan. In Japan. In Japan. But yeah, like that's 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 drop. That that's that's a lower number. Um, I don't get it, but whatever. And then after that is Nintendo Switch Sports, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Minecraft on Switch, Mario Party Superstars. Mario Party Superstars so over almost half a million, and that game came out in what 2021? Something right. like that. Something like that. So that's pre that's pretty impressive. And then after that was uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate, and then bringing up the rear at number ten on PS4. <laughs> wait for it, Elden Ring. <laughs> you know what depresses me about this? That means that uh, Elden Ring beat Xenoblade again. Oh, Elf. you're right. <laughs> Dang. Hey, <clears throat> hey, the joke's on you, Sony and Xbox. Nine of the top ten games are Nintendo Switch titles. Eat it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then here's the here's the even bigger topper, if you will. The Switch had 4.8 million sales in 2022 in Japan. The PS5 had a lot less. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like it it was it was significantly less. Let's let's just put it that way. Like 1.5 million, I think it was. So. 4.8 for the Switch, 1.5 for uh, PS5. I think that's that speaks volumes, don't you think, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> so, but another great sales year for Nintendo, and I look forward to 2023 hopefully going the same route. Yep. Yep. All right, next up. Okay. I almost wouldn't want to report on this, but we need to talk about it because we, we need to vent. All right. Persona 5 boss fights. No, uh, I'm joking. <laughs> Again? No. Again? <laughs> Again? No. Uh, I am talking about Nintendo Direct Reverse. Uh, great. We aren't, even, we aren't even two weeks into the year. <laughs> okay. So here's what happened. Uh, someone on Reddit and various other sources, I'm sure, posted that we were going to get a Zelda-themed Direct next week as in the literal next week. Uh, naturally, Reddit took offense to this because uh, what's your source, Senator? My source is I made it the up! See, I can do it too well. I know I know Metal Gear Rising <laughs> Revengeance memes. Gosh, right I do. I watch Death Battle. Uh, <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? No, I am not. Uh, but yes, he had no source. Like his sources were so bogus, they were laughable, and Reddit chewed him out for it. And then he even deleted the post on Reddit. <laughs> like, okay, there's still screenshots out there. This is true. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 
This is true. But look, people, we love Nintendo Directs. Like, we focus whole episodes on Nintendo Directs when they come out, okay? We adore them. We revere them. And I, especially after that, remember that piece of news about the Tears of the Kingdom being the last big Switch game? Ever? Uh, yeah. I want to direct as soon as possible to debunk that. So whether, yes. so whether it's the reveal of Metroid Prime 4 coming this year, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, as an example, uh, a, the next Mario game, a, a, a next Donkey Kong game. I don't expect anything from Pokemon this year. I can't okay, give it a rest. Okay. We, we've had we've had two games of Pokemon, then. Uh, yeah, we, we, we had our a, third we had game was like a few months before that. So. Yeah, we, we yeah, had, yeah, Pokemon's good for a rest now. Yeah, yeah, we had really good 2022, okay, with, with in regards to Pokemon. Let, let's let it breathe. Let's let's let it breathe. But uh, yeah, so I don't expect Pokemon, but something just to debunk that rumor because I, I I really feel it's offensive personally, and but I want a direct to help debunk that. But I'm not going to make up rumors about we're going to get one. Now, yes, Nintendo has done uh, specific directs in the past. They've done it for Splatoon. They've done it for Xenoblade. I think they did it for ARMS once. Uh, there you go. We need ARMS 2 this year. <laughs> Do we, though? No, yes. <laughs> it's Tyler's favorite game ever. Remember that, Will? <laughs> I recall. I recall. Yeah. So we, Tyler Tyler needs his magic again. And okay. Son Sonic... Sonic fulfilled him long enough so that he, he can get arms too. It's canon. <laughs> it's canon. And I wouldn't be surprised if that if that Tyler is still be playing Sonic Frontiers currently right now. Oh, he's probably on his fourth run through. <laughs> Guys, I actually beat the pinball game in one run this time. <laughs> good job. Yeah, good good for you. Good for you. Anyway. Uh but yeah, there's I, I understand the want, the need another nintendo direct but stop just throwing around rumors it doesn't help anybody no one benefits so shut up <laughs> <laughs> there's your tip it helps no one shut up okay right say so, thank you goodbye all right <laughs> uh, go ahead you want to say something well i mean yeah you pretty much nailed it for the most part it's just like yes we get it it's the new year you want to see nintendo direct i mean again we will get a nintendo direct when it's ready yeah. yes we 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 pry we, we we go and like basically rave at nintendo like when is the next nintendo direct when's water three and all that again we we've done the, the song and dance many times over by pete's sakes it's just like it will come you just gotta wait I like it. Mother three reference in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> mother three will come out. It's ready. No, it's time. <laughs> if, if, if ever there was a year, it's mother three who had that on their draft card. Wasn't me. <laughs> Wasn't me. Not me. <laughs> was me. But uh, yeah. Look, and statistically, and I, and I mean that literally. Statistically, the first Nintendo directs of the year usually come in February or March. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the last few have come out in that period of time. So. Hold your gosh dang horses <laughs> and just let it come. All right. Mm -hmm. And it'll be one of the sweeping Nintendo directs that we love where they show off like a thousand games that we'll only play six of. But it matters anyway. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Like, let's be honest here. Am I wrong? No, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Uh, but for, for all you fake leakers out there, shut up. <laughs> okay, shut up. All right. Next one is uh, let's call it. Let's call it a heartfelt story. Let's call it a heartfelt story because we're going to talk about Daddy Sakurai. 
ladies and gentlemen, this is a man of eternal optimism. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I mean that in the, in the best way possible, because when he does his creating games videos, which I, which we all adore, and if you don't, you suck. Like, that's just, that's, that's canon, all right? If you don't like his videos, you suck. Uh, you, you could hear how he, know, he has said that this isn't the end-all, be-all of game development or game thinking or whatever. This is his vision of how he feels things should go or, and to how to teach the young generation on how to get into the industry and how to view video games and their development. In one of his latest videos, he did one on speaking up when you're not happy with something in the video game. And this is specifically to those on who are in the trenches, you know, making the game, and they see something that they just don't like. Sakurai's advice is to speak up. You need to speak up. You need to voice your opinion. Otherwise, if you say at the end of the game development, when the game is potentially bad, and other people are saying, maybe we should have changed this, and you go, oh, I, I have been thinking that the whole time. You look like an idiot. Or, or a liar. So he, his advice is you need to speak up, and if nothing else, you'll hear why the game is this way. Because maybe management has a reason for going in this path. Maybe management has a reason for making this gameplay thing do this instead of this, because even though you think this way is more fun. There might be a reason. But here's why I wanted to talk about this. We all know that a vast majority of game developers do not do this at all. Period. The only people that are, quote-unquote, allowed to speak up are the higher ranks or the QA testers. That's because the QA testers' job is to try and find the game bugs. But we all know that those guys don't always get listened to either. Now, do they? <laughs> no, they do not. No, they do not. And that's why, I want, I, that's why I'm praising Sakurai for his eternal optimism, even though in this case, it's going to fall on deaf, deaf ears. I was a deaf ears. Deaf. <laughs> you hear them and you hear death um because even just the last few years alone we could all think of games where you can just tell it someone had to speak up on this and no one listened to them pokemon scarlet and violet saints row reboot cyberpunk halo infinite i could go on <laughs> and it's sad because if they took this approach, if they took the approach of let's have everyone voice their opinions and then we could talk with them about it and see where it goes, I, I, I will take the Sakurai optimism and say I truly believe that all these games would have been better at launch. And yes. by better, I mean less buggy, less glitchy, and actually what they are promised uh, in, so, in some cases. Remember, Pokemon <laughs> Scarlet Metal was good. It just was buggy as all get out. Yes. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, watch the Honest trailer. <laughs> <laughs> for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, it's hilarious. Um, and ironically, not as much bug and glitches thing. That I was expecting like a whole couple minutes on that, but he took it. Like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. He focused on Pokemon <laughs> names. But anyway, I want to believe that the game development community would be better if they did this because a, it would help everyone feel important. B, it would it would stop the uh, stigma, which even Sakurai talked about, of people being afraid to speak up. <laughs> because it's like, A, it's not their place. You know, I might get in trouble. Don't rock the boat. We all know these terms. And 
the games would, I just I truly feel they would be better. Sakurai noted that in his when he's doing his thing, he has an opinion board where he lets people write their opinions and thoughts over certain steps in development. And he admits he doesn't get to all of them. There's just not enough time. But he feels that by doing this, he lets the team members express themselves and the game gets better as a result. Or at the very least, there's more of an understanding of why the game is as it is. And I love that concept. And I wish that we could have this widespread because the games would be better. The dev teams wouldn't be as overworked or underappreciated. I mean, we all know about crunch and the, the evils of that. Maybe it would prevent crunch. You never know. And I I wish Daddy Sakurai was the president of all games <laughs> so that he could institute these laws or as laws and life would be so much better. Oh, it's a dream. <laughs> if only. <laughs> Yeah. If only it's just, yeah, like hearing, again, hearing regarding to Sakurai's philosophy regarding to how things should be, especially, again, his insight is just absolutely one of the things, definitely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, he's just, he's just a guy you want to meet, <laughs> you know, like, you, you're not supposed, you're supposed to never meet your heroes, I want to meet Daddy Sakurai. Like, yes. <laughs> he is one where I'd be like, I totally want to meet him i want to i just i want to meet him okay <laughs> i mean again it's daddy sakurai i can create a kirby create a smash brothers he's he's like he's like a godfather he's literally the godfather <laughs> i mean aside from shigeru miyamoto but again he's also another godfather but yeah, yeah. and again the fact that he I'm sorry. I'm sorry to go off a little attention, but again, the fact that he buys so many figurines, especially at that Pyramita, which yeah, currently it's currently out on sale right now. It's just like, again, you the, the things you could talk to the guy again. You can imagine again with um um uh, who who uh, I'm sorry, who made Undertale game? I'm sorry, remind uh, me again. Toby Fox. Yeah, Toby Fox. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Toby Fox. Yeah, talked it with the guy. It's just like. Jeez, I can only imagine the conversations. It's like two greats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, again, if you haven't watched his videos, you really should. And I hope some developers watch that and go, you know, maybe we should have everyone speak out more because it would be meaningful and fun and, you know, progressive. And it might help with some of the issues that we know all the, we all know the gaming industry has. So it won't. Everyone won't do this. We all know that there's too much greed out there. But I want to dream. <laughs> I want to dream a dream with Sakurai. I mean, the the way that I could imagine is because again, when when, when he, um the late Iwata was still around, like again, he, Iwata was that guy who kind of helped it with um uh uh Sakurai, just like with with that kind of like message of like positivity again for the gamers, all that, and of course naturally we like. The former CEO Reggie Fizeme also like his personality definitely continue all of that spirit. So yeah, it's just like now we're kind of like going from that again with the passing and the retirement. It's just like yeah, Sakurai is the kind of like one of those last remaining positive voices that that had that like that old um that that positive uh into philosophy again, just again for the games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay, moving on. <laughs> Next up, we have a, this is another rumor, but this one actually was to say that it has potential traction. There is a rumor going around that Illumination, the team behind the upcoming uh, Mar Super Mario Brothers movie, is already working on their next Nintendo feature, The Legend of Zelda. Mm -hmm. And adding to the rumor, 
Chris Pratt's gonna be Link. <laughs> 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 oh. As long as we get Jack Black as Ganon. <laughs> that would be nice. I would not mind that actually. It's like, like, do you th do you think that uh, you don't think I can stop you? I do not. <laughs> I can easily see uh, Jack Black as Ganondorf <clears throat> in a sense. Like, yeah. yeah, just that much more sinister. Not that, like, yeah, I can easily see Jack Black more sinister. I know this is, you know, like late casting or whatever because she's already another. I wouldn't have mind Anya Taylor Joy as Zelda. Like, cause it could work. It could work. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah she's work. she's queen. I mean, this should be this would be like more Queen's Gambit, Anya. And so it's like you know very serious because more more times than not Zelda is played as a more serious character versus Breath of the Wild where she's more like free spirit scientific character, which is fine. Love that Zelda, but I could see Anya Taylor Joy totally being Zelda. So why not double cast her? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> double cast everyone except for Chris Pratt. No. Yes, <laughs> unless unless. The only way I will allow Chris Pratt to be Link is if he Link doesn't talk, and all we hear is Chris Pratt doing the spin attack scream. Ah! <laughs> ah! I mean, I would I would not mind if they like bring in the like the Japanese voice actor for Link who has done the voice. I know like Yuki Kajira, uh, who voices Aaron in the Japanese dub of Attack on Titan. Yeah, I know Yuki Kajira has been doing it as well as a couple of other um VAs, Japanese VAs. I mean, there's a lot of Link VAs out there, so if they just stick with that, then I think we have no problems. But again hollywood yada 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 you never know with them yeah <laughs> so i'm curious okay th this is i think we talked about this before but the biggest question is how would you handle link because he doesn't talk <laughs> like canonically he does not talk <laughs> even though it's implied he kind of does because he has relationships with the other characters including zelda or the champions uh midna even reference like, oh, are you? Am I so beautiful that you can't speak? You know, it's implied. It's implied. Mind is great. It's implied that he talks. We just don't hear his voice. So kind of like silent protagonist RPG kind of thing. Yep. But you couldn't. You can't do that with a movie. I mean, soft spoken, sure. Maybe go like a Geralt of Rivia, like season one Witcher. Sure. Ah, uh, yep, yep. <laughs> like min minimal wordplay, minimal. Yeah. You know, you could, you. I think you could get away with that, but you absolutely, absolutely have to have the right voice actor to be Link, no matter how you play it, or it's not gonna work. And for the love of God, don't make a Chris Pratt. <laughs> like you guys are gonna hear a Link like you've never heard before. You've never heard Link before. He. <laughs> You idiot! I, I you could literally say that about any actor at this point. Yeah, I remember mm. playing the original Legend of Zelda on my NES and going against Ganon. No, Ganon wasn't in the first game. He that was ever in the Dark Priest. Like, what are you? What are you doing, Chris Pratt? Do you even game? No, he doesn't. He clearly does not. <laughs> he, he, he was inaccurate in that Mario spiel, which is clearly forced. So. Oh, look, if, I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo already has Illumination's next movie planned, should the Super Mario Brothers movie be good. Should it be Zelda? I don't know. I mean, if we're being honest, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did Donkey Kong, because they already have Donkey Kong and Super Mario Brothers. Right, we did have shows on Donkey Kong, so yeah, sure, sure, sure. That too. Exactly, and you already have Seth Rogen, who I <clears throat> better do good as Donkey Kong. If they play him, hopefully, if they play him as straight up Seth Rogen, I'm gonna be mad, just like they played, you know, Chris Pratt as Chris Pratt. So we'll see. I, 
I don't want to be that guy, but I'm so dang nervous for this movie because it's either going to yeah. be really good or really bad, and it's all going to be about the voice talent. And Chris Pratt can totally drag this down if he is terrible as Mario, which many believe he is and will. So welcome to our life. Again, <laughs> we could have had Charles Martin today. He's, he's <laughs> in a funny movie. You've made him an extra few monsters. You could have just made him have a deeper voice if you didn't want to have the Mario voice. Yeah. And I think it would have been fine because, you know, Charles Martinet is something known as a voice actor. <laughs> with, multiple, <laughs> with multiple roles in major films and other productions, including, wait for it, Dragon Ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where he, got, he played a guy named Magenta. No, really, that was his character name. <laughs> and it was a good character. It was a good character, but. It All was... right, you did saw the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> character but uh i saw it in theaters i was special the movie i did too the movie was average af <laughs> you know what i'm talking about people uh anyway could this happen sure will it happen who knows anymore all right i i do i totally believe though that whatever movie if a movie comes out next it will be entirely dependent on the results of the box office like that's just how i see it i mean i it will not do minions numbers even with mm. Mario, it will not do Minions numbers, but yeah, probably. If it I mean, it's was... definitely not going to be a Pokemon movie for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's not. It's not going to be Pokemon. So we'll just have to see how it goes, okay? But we'll see. And finally, we have a uh, Octopath Traveler two update. Uh, we have not gotten a new character trailer, but we have gotten new information on another crossed path storyline. This is when a couple of characters come together for a side story. This one is from Thrawn and Temenos, the thief and the cleric. Uh, they are going to go to Flame Church to seek a hidden treasure. Ooh. And there was a there's some a dialogue attached to it, and it's it's very bantery. Uh, what what say we investigate, detective? Okay. Uh, or goodness, it's not easy working with thieves. You think? <laughs> <laughs> Like, really? I, I, I wouldn't have guessed. But hey, maybe working with an Inquisitor isn't so easy either. Like, I'm just I'm just saying. So, I'm excited for this. We are almost a month away. It comes out on the 24th. So, a month and 12 days, give or take. Uh, hopefully, we are days away, if not a day away, from the next character trailer. Because we still got four characters to get detailed. That's true. Right. We have, we have the Scholar. We have the Merchant. We have the Thief. We have the Cleric. So we still need the warrior, the dancer, um, crap. Oh, the hunter. What was the last one? <laughs> was it the that is it the healer? No, I thought that was the cleric. Yeah, uh, cleric's healer. Dang it! I I hate this. I, I apothecary. That's the one. I, yeah, and, and I'm thinking healer, and I'm like that's not the right word. Uh, but yeah, apothecary. Thank you. Well, so yeah, we have the hunter, warrior dancer apothecary to still find out about so hopefully we'll get those two and now for our main event ubisoft you love them you hate them they keep delaying skull and bones that game is never coming out you know it's true 2025 people <laughs> uh anyway they did a recent uh, financial outlook kind of thing and they made a statement that really kind of worried us and then when we looked deeper it kind of frustrated us it's really hard to describe so we're going to detail this 
in a Nintendo discussion. Okay, so yeah, for a first intent discussion of 2023. Ah! Uh, second, in a statement, they said that Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, quote, underperformed. Which obviously was a huge shock to us when we first heard this. Because the first game was one of the best-selling, if not the best-selling, third-party game on the Nintendo Switch when it came out in 2017. And we're like, oh my gosh, did it, like, just flop at launch? We were panicking. And then we looked at the actual quote. And this comes from the head guy himself. It goes, quote, We are clearly disappointed by our recent performance. We are facing contrasted market dynamics as the industry continues to shift toward mega brands and everlasting live games in the context of worsening economic conditions affecting consumer spending. Ubisoft CEO, how do you say his name? Vest Guillermo? Yves Guillermo. It's French. We, we, Monsieur. Or, oh, I was going to make a joke there, but I will not. Uh, quote, despite excellent ratings and players' perception as well as an ambitious marketing plan, we were surprised by Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope's underperformance in the final weeks of 2022 and early January, end quote. Huh! So, you're not mad about its launch numbers. You're mad that it didn't do good in December or in the first week of January? That's really? apparently the quote, yeah. That's <clears throat> a choice. Yeah, and I just want to borrow the words of, of a certain Ben Yati Kroshar. Let's all laugh at an industry that never learns anything, <laughs> Yes. That, that, was that was beautiful, Well, That was perfect and everything. Nice job. <laughs> yeah, like, this is also kind of going coming off as well from, like, Square Enix with the CEO statement, which, again, they're doubling down on the NFTs and all that, so it kind of goes in realm with this statement as well. Like, the fact that you're really um uh what's the best way really uh betting high horses on like the live service again still with it and of course with this with sparks of hope like you 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 say that this thing underperformed at the end of the year and therefore there was like more games that's been canceled delaying skull, uh, skull and bones which is again a pirate game that was supposed to be great, like a la Assassin's Creed 4, but now we have no idea when that game's gonna come out. And again, seeing the live services of, like, of course, Babylon's Fall of Square Enix, yeah, and like, I don't know, the other Ubisoft titles, like, I don't know, from um, Ghost Recon or was it, um, uh, what was that, uh, what Survivor thing? Ah, dang, I, uh, boss talked about it, I forgot. Yeah. Ark Survival Evolved? No, 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 that's not Ubisoft. It's like that uh, pandemic, uh, par like, uh, I know Boss talked about it. It's like, um, ah, Zombie? dang it. It was from Ubisoft. It was from Ubisoft. Like, uh, it's not Zombie U, but it's like a, a, a pandemic kind of deal. It was in New York City. I forgot the name. I, it's going to drive me nuts. I'll probably look it up once, uh, once I'm done talking. But it's just Ubisoft, Ubisoft, like, you kind of like burned it out. We're going to the Assassin's Creed, and like thankfully, you're going to bring it with the with in the Japan, Japan culture, which many of us has been asking for for such a long time. But with like, for example, Assassin's Creed um, Valhalla, like while we again, it's Vikings and all that, sure. But the fact that you made it too big, there's like so much, all that again, the form of open world games is like, yeah. But games like Mario Rabbit, which is Again, we reviewed it. We loved it. 
was poured with so much passion, uh, advertised by Nintendo, and the people who have bought it loved it. Again, Grant Kirkhope, the, the, the developers, like, it was so much love. And you said that this game underperformed. Like, sure, maybe it was it didn't caught the, the, sale, the wins from the holiday sales or not more people uh Continue, like the I don't know the RTS genre of like the XCOM fact from the prior games or this kind of genre, but you gotta get, give it props that it it was just it was a game maybe uh, like uh, under the radar sure but it was good but I don't know what you were thinking if game of that this thing was like I don't know, supposed to be a ten million seller it's a million seller already as it is but you what is expect it to be ten million is, is that is that confirmed to million seller. Uh, didn't you not say that in our Discord chat? I, 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 no, I, I haven't written on that. I mean, I don't think it's confirmed, but I think it's very likely. I mean, based on, uh, as we'll get to, there were news reports that said that it was already outpacing Kingdom Battle when it launched. So yep. it's very likely, especially with all the positive buzz, that it got a million, but we haven't heard confirmation from Nintendo or Ubisoft on that front. Not yet. Mm -mm -mm. Right, and uh, like... Yeah, even like the, as a Mario game itself, like yes, it does have the moniker brand of Mario, so it it should have at least have some pull of like yeah, really like lifting the name because again, Mario's Mario, and yeah, the, like Ubisoft, Ubisoft, you were like one of the good companies prior, prior, and like now with like everything you said, you want live service games and like want to like bank off like oh we'll, we'll give in the content later on again we haven't heard anything from beyond good and evil 2 which was like another years many director left all the all the people left and like we haven't heard anything about beyond good and evil 2 which whenever that's gonna come out so one day maybe maybe not it has become officially <laughs> the final fantasy uh um kingdom hearts 3 of the game of ubisoft <laughs> so is Ubisoft, you were once good. I mean, I love you with Assassin's Creed. You were good until Syndicate. But now it's like you call Ubi, like you blame, like you, the fact that you present in your statement and put put blame on games like Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, which, dude, what the hell? Literally, what the hell? What's wrong with feeling? <laughs> what the hell? Better. <laughs> it's like, let it out, Will. Let it. <laughs> Don't hold back the emotion. Let the hate, hate flow through you. <laughs> All right, Scott. How about you? I want to go last because I, I, I feel like I'm gonna go <clears throat> last on this. Alrighty. So I definitely think that they are definitely overblowing the underperforming thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's interesting too because before in one of the articles that I was reading when I was talking about like their launch it was discussing how they only they haven't even used 80 percent of their funds that they were planning on for their marketing because nintendo is taking over a lot of it for like the direct and everything so it's interesting that they were waiting to use their marketing funds for the holidays to try to sell it off and to get more copies sold which i'm guessing is probably part of why it kept going on sale for a lot with Kingdom Battle as well, because GameSpot had a big, or GameStop had a big thing where you could buy both games for 40 bucks, which is a steal for if you don't have both of those uh, Mario and Rabbids games. But I guess it didn't do nearly as well as they were hoping it would do. But at the same time, we had a lot of, like, holiday sales going through that was, like, $10 or less, which is kind of wonky, but 
I actually really liked a lot of the holiday sales for the prior year just because of how good they were. And I know that they were good because a few games got me on it. And I usually am pretty good at not spending excess money. But I do think that they should not have probably talked down about Mario and Rabbids just because they didn't like that the performance it did for the holiday season. They also talked about how Just Dance also did not do very well for its holiday season. And I do wonder what expectations they were holding for both these games. And I do wonder how much it actually did sell for the holiday season. Because we do know that it did sell well because Ubisoft did come out and say that they were satisfied for its opening month. So one month it was good, and then the next month apparently it wasn't, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder what that means. And then this is one of those uh, uh, occasions where I really do want to have the numbers because I feel like this help it would help explain a lot of their reasoning and their logic. They did say that they, because of how everything got delayed with Skull and Bones, they don't have a big launch for a while. So they were hoping to kind of just coast on the sale numbers for Mario and Just Dance. So I do wonder if they're using a lot of money to push it in the sense that they are going to use that money for marketing rather than development of a different thing. Mm-hmm. Which is definitely a possibility. And so they probably lost money in that regard. Losing money for how much marketing money they put into those games just to realize that they weren't going to sell as well just because of how much they are on sale and discounts all over the place. Right, right, right. And like, of course, like as the Just Dance games, of course, those licensing fees for all that music is. Oh, yeah, I'm sure Just Dance costs a buttload to develop just because of that. Yeah, and yeah, it's just the fact. And yeah, they want those two games, and like, oh, oh, let's make more live services to make more bank of it again. Have a little bit of content here, like, unfortunately, kind of going a little bit on Nintendo route as well. Like, Mario Sports games, or like, yeah, make it a bearable, and we we'll just add the content later on, or just Nick and Diamond with DLC, yada, 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 and all that practices. It's, uh, yeah. Like uh, as I said, we I want to have numbers, and Ubisoft is like doing a Square Enix, and like oh, I'm expecting I don't know 10 million sales or a platinum seller. Like if they're gonna do that mentality, like a la Square Enix, it's like no Ubisoft, don't don't do a Square Enix. Come on. Yeah, we don't need more Square Enix marketing in that regard. <laughs> and please don't sell your Western stuff to somewhere else. Exactly. Especially yeah, if it's well, to get into cryptocurrency crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a separate episode of itself. All right. So here's why I fall on this. And I'm going to look at the quote again because there's a lot of things in here that really ticks me off. First of all, he goes, we're clearly disappointed by our recent performance. Okay. Let me explain how game sales work. Your goal, 99% of the time, is to have a good release, have strong in the first month or so, and then expect it to tailor off. As much as we love, and, and I mean this, we love Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle and Sparks of Hope. Again, I gave both games four, fours out of fives. They were never the be- biggest games ever. They never were meant to be. They, they, it would be very un- un- unrealistic to say that they're their biggest games ever. And yes, it's true that uh, Kingdom Battle was the one of or the best-selling uh, third-party game in the early Switch days, if not still now. But there's a difference between becoming that 
and being that at start. And it seemed to me like that because of the success of Kingdom Battle, that they expected Sparks of Hope just to just skyrocket in sales. Like kind of like what happened with Animal Crossing. You know, the 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 last one with uh, New Leaf was legendary in its sales for the 3DS, right? And then because of the pandemic, then Nintendo caused. I can't for Animal Crossing. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 think of the how look how much it makes sense. They have a game that's about living life outside of your real life and then the pandemic comes along and we can't live our real life so you go to animal crossing to have a life it makes perfect sense anyway uh, <laughs> obviously i'm kidding or am i um what was i talking about oh yeah when they wanted these skyrocketing sales and i was unrealistic from the get-go either they didn't realize that or they didn't think that was going to be a problem or something in between and either way, it makes them look like idiots because this was never a franchise where you go, oh, this is going to be this, you know, super mega Uber sales and we're going to be rolling in the money. And like Scott said, they were apparently relying on this because of their lack of uh, other releases. How is that Mario and Rabbids problem? What would have happened if it, was, if it came out a year earlier? When you still didn't really have, you know, okay, because Stanley had Assassin's Creed, but still, uh, you didn't really have a lot of big releases. Would you still have been disappointed? And then there's the very specific dialogue about where he puts the blame. We are facing contrasted marketing dynamics as the industry continues to shift toward mega brands and everlasting live games. A, no, it's not. Nope, 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 nope. And, and if you don't believe us, why don't you look at the game that came out in November and dominated the market? It was called Pokemon. Oh, but that's a mega brand. Yes, but it was not an everlasting live game, not in the sense that he's talking about. Or how about uh, how about Persona 5? When that came or out. Or how about Key's favorite game, Elden Ring? <laughs> Elden Ring! And you can't say that Elden Ring's a brand because from software titles are not interconnected outside of Dark Souls. Yep. So there you go. Uh, and there are, or look, look at Nintendo Switch Sports. That was a sequel of a, what, a t 10, 13 year game? Yeah. A and, and it sold 5 million. Or, uh, okay, Splatoon, Splatoon is not a mega brand. Let's be honest here. And that's not an everlasting, yeah, not yet. Not and that's yet. Not an everlasting live game because it has a time limit on how long you get the content. Okay, there are so many games that did great this in, in 2020. I almost said this year. I caught myself though. Uh, in 2022, <laughs> that do not fall into the purview of mega brands or everlasting live games. Look at Stray. Yeah. I mean, yep. gosh dang, it's a game about a cat. <laughs> Stray did pretty well. <laughs> exactly. It's a six-hour game at max. You can speed run it in two hours. You meow at not ad nauseum because you can because it's tied to a gosh dang button. And you're going to tell Best me idea they ever made. <laughs> <laughs> they spent years making the cat model, and that's canon, ladies and gentlemen. Um, they they made a game that was as basic and simplified as it can be, and it was awesome, and it worked. And yet they're saying like, "Oh, we're facing you know continued dynamics, mega brands, and everlasting live games." No, you're facing a market that has sometimes really good games coming out in a short period of time. And that arguably was was Rabbit's biggest problem. It came out in a month full of big releases on the Switch and other systems. All right, we had Nier Automata, 
Persona 5 Royal, Bayonetta 3, uh, Mario and Rabbids, Gotham Knight. Okay, I mean, I know Gotham Knights isn't big now, but, you know, at the time it was perceived. <laughs> anyway, um, and so on and so forth. There were plenty of games that were going to hamper what uh, potentially Sparks of Hope could do. Remember, when Kingdom Battle came out, it came out in August, and there was nothing, ma I don't remember anything major being around it. There might have been a game, but it wasn't significant, versus in October, when just for the Switch alone, you had four games you possibly could get. Throw that in with Pokemon, and you have a lot of competition in the December months, and you're mad because it didn't do well during the holidays? What about what it did at launch? And again, they didn't mention the launch, which makes me think that they actually did well at launch, and they're just mad that it hasn't had sustained sales, for lack of a better term. And that ticks me right the heck off, because it sounds to me that they are making excuses just so they can shift to a live services uh, playing field and only that. Uh, yeah, we very know how sad. that turned Right, we know how that turned out. Babylon's fall. Uh, yeah. took a bunch of cart racing. I mean, <laughs> had take lessons from Square Enix. Yeah, like it was not gonna pay off. Do not make any more live services. Anthem, uh, Halo Infinite. We've seen how those things paid off. They don't pay off. Uh, just like make something of quality again, like Sparks of Rabbit Hope. Sure, it may not get the sales or like I don't know, generating much revenue just because I can't. Do you need money? Yeah, I don't know. But the fact that we just we, that Ubisoft used to have quality games and now like, no, you just want everlasting games. I mean, boss most likely probably talked about this in prior Spectator Mode podcast, but just the fact that you're not making quality games is like. Full-fledged games that you, yeah, just to make a full game like Xenoblade Chronicles or Elden Ring or God of War that you don't need to put in extra DLC or like, oh, we're, we're gonna put in more stuff later down the line to like really buff it out, like or like with Assassin's Creed and all that, like no, like you just need to make a, a solid product and that's it. And again, the fact that we have to go reiterate this thing over and over for the entire game industry, like we just want a game. We don't want something just nickel and dime us all the time. And yeah, you as you said, Todd, the fact they're trying to go and blame Spice of Hope, which is, again, as I said many times over, made out of love, is just meant to be that itself. I mean, sure, the DLC with Rayman coming up, sure, that was just about about it. Uh, the season pass, the golden season pass is coming along down the line. Okay, that was it. But it was never meant to be a live service. So the fact that you're trying to make blame on this is like, dude, that that's just wrong. That's just yeah. wrong. And, and hey, do we want to say that the the gaming market is changing? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean it's changing for the better. <laughs> All right. We've already, we've seen so many things fail and backfire. We already talked about one earlier in terms of games coming out and they're not ready. And that's <laughs> and that's bad. And then you look at, you know, other games that, you know, they took the time, they took the delays, and then they were ready. Like say, hopefully, hopefully a Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Wait for them to be ready. Now hey. Could Skull and Bones eventually come out? Sure. And will it maybe be the game that, you know, that was promised? Maybe. But I'm not, if it doesn't sell well, I'm not going to blame the live market. I'm going to blame it on, you know, Ubisoft not making game the game done, on uh, it taking just freaking forever to get here, and possibly the game just not being good. Okay, because sometimes mm -hmm. delays don't equal good games. We all know games that fall into that purview, like uh, Crackdown 3. Right. 
right, right, right. Or again with Microsoft going to see of these, but that was supposed to be the, the pirate game, but unfortunately it was just lacking until later on. So yeah, it was supposed to be yeah, Scum was supposed to be the answer to that, but again, we have no idea, no gameplay, no whatsoever. So yeah, we, we can't say anything about that right now. Yeah. So it ticks me off. And this this also speaks to like again Sakurai's view of like speaking up when something's wrong. I, if I was on the, the Sparks of Hope team, I would be livid right now. They spent years putting all their time, energy, and passion into this game, and they're getting blast, and they and the game are getting blasted because oh, you guys did so well in these very specific months. Shame! Like how dare you? I, I, I. Like uh, the the main guy who I I apologize, I don't remember his name, but the the, the guy who cried when Miyamoto showed the game and like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know that he. He slaved over that. He pulled a Sakurai and he slaved over <laughs> that computer and console and PC to make sure that this game was as beautiful, as perfect, as deserving of a sequel ness and expansion that it deserved. And then to hear his boss go, we're really disappointed with a recent performance. Screw you, hippie. French hippie, even worse. See, hippie is greater than French hippie. It's canon. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be my new French catch catchphrase. I don't mean I didn't mean to say this all night, but it's it's just rolling off the tongue. It's canon. You're welcome. Um, uh, look, things happen. Like if there's one thing we've learned in this in this game industry that we all well claim we love, uh, it's things happen. Sometimes sometimes games will blow our minds. Like uh, I did not predict. I totally did not predict. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet selling 10 million in its first few weeks. I totally did not predict that. And I'm happy that I was proven definitively wrong in how well it did. I'm thrilled that it did that well. I mean, who, wow, I loved it. I'm so happy for them. If it sold 5 million, which would have been less than Arceus in its first week, uh, would I have been sad for them? Yes. But, you know, there, there were reasons to explain why it wouldn't have sold as well as RCS or something. Or maybe the reviews deterred people away and yada, 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 yada. There are always ways to explain things. But the last thing you want to do is blame the game for just not selling well in a certain period. That's stupid. And it's, it's mean. It's mean to the team who worked on the game. It's mean to the players and the critics who love the game. It's not their fault. And it's mean to the other developers who are like, hey, we had this game that, you know, we released and you're saying it's our fault that your games didn't sell well? Like, screw you, man. Like, it reeks of... It's, it's just the playing game. And that helps no one, and it just makes you look foolish. So... <laughs> How do you say his name again, Will? Uh, Yves Guillemot. Yeah, shut up, you. <laughs> just, just shut up, okay? And and hey, hey, if it makes you feel better, here's what I want you to do, okay? I think this is a real game-winning plan. I want you to take your paycheck, which I bet is over a million dollars, and I want you to go to every store and you buy uh, a bunch of copies of Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. <laughs> All right? So let's see. It's it's what sixty dollar game. So ten dollars, or sorry, ten copies is six hundred dollars. A hundred copies is, well, hold on, yeah, ten copies is six hundred dollars. A hundred copies is six thousand dollars. Ten thousand copies, a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, a hundred thousand copies is, it doesn't matter. Spend as much money as you feel you deserve, 
and buy all those copies and then just give them away for free. That way you can say that you sold that much and the only cost is to your paycheck because I'm sure that's not being affected at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like, I don't know, doing the water. And yeah, like actually, yeah, pay, give yourself a pay cut and actually help with the development team. Oh, you won't do that. Oh, that's always a shame. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't want to actually help your company. You're just trying to get more profits for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. As you said, Bane, as you said. Yeah. Look, we don't we don't want to come on this show to bash the game industry. We love the game industry. We're doing a video game podcast for gosh sakes. But there are times when the game industry just infuriates us and we have to voice our opinions on it because we know they can do better. Like with Scarlet and Violet or Cyberpunk or Saints Row. And yes, definitely with Ubisoft. We know they can do well. We know they can do well. All right. They have done well. They before. have done well. Look at look at Valhalla's like I think their best selling uh, Assassin's Creed game, and yes, you could say that's arguably a mega brand. Eh, it's hit or miss. Uh, or For Honor, that game lasted for years. I think it's still going. They're it's still, still supporting going. Yep. Yeah, they're still <clears throat> supporting. Oh, but that's a live game. Yes, but it's a live game that people are playing, so you have content to give those players that are still playing it. See, there are ways to explain everything, and you bashing a game. Because you didn't, it did not sell in the six weeks that you arbitrarily said it needs to sell well is pathetic. And the fact that you didn't say it did poorly at launch shows that it probably is over a million, maybe close to two. We don't know. You haven't told us. And yet you're saying it's done horribly. That's wrong. And that's insulting. So shut up. You know why? You're basic. I said it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. Rhesus. All right, and with that, we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. How much do you want to yell at Ubisoft for what I said about the Sparks of Hope? <laughs> Feel free to leave all caps messages in the comments below. Just make sure to write to Ubisoft at the top so it makes doesn't make it look like you're yelling at us, okay? Thank you. Uh, wh- how well did you do in the latest Splatfest, and were you on the winning team? And if you weren't, you should have known better. I mean, come on. <laughs> team Sweets, come on. Uh, did you watch the Pokemon video, and how did you feel watching going going from number one to number 1,008? And isn't it terrible that whatever that gold coin one is, number 1,000, it's just wrong. It's it's so, it's just wrong, okay? It's wrong, period. End of story. Moving on. <laughs> and let's let's just open it up. When do you think we'll get the next Nintendo Direct, okay? Not a rumor. Give me a, give me a date. Give me a, give me a week. Give you, let's, let's see if you can get uh, accurate predictions going, okay? Let us know in the comments below. So, for Skull Kid Scott, Warrior Will, I am Triforce Tile, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We have made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag.